It is with immense pleasure that I'm in Fenleys of Callan. And the reason I say that is because this is a very special place to me. Um, and Etwan knows why. And Etwan, will you introduce yourself first and foremost? You are Fenleys of Callan and so much more. <laughs> so, hello, uh, my name's Eitan Houlihan. And Fenleys uh, is, I suppose, it's definitely a labour of love. Uh, my background, uh, as you know, Tracy, is in art uh, and architecture. Um, and a couple of years ago, I did a uh, master's um, in uh, IDT where I wanted to realise the potential of our vernacular stock, like a building like Fenley's, how it could be activated to kind of uh, really um, uh, rejuvenate our town centres, uh, be useful again and uh, uh, through the arts, hospitalities and conversation. Uh, so that's really kind of what I started to, to do. You know, we've been we've been here now in Fenley's for about the last 13 years, you know, slowly doing it up and doing different happenings and screenings and gigs and parties and all sorts of like um, cross pollination events and uh, over over and, and about five years ago we opened as a coffee house uh, mm. so we've had our two years hiccup as everybody has had around the planet uh, but uh, we've gone through a number of different iterations and there was a number of projects that led up to opening as the coffee house as well um, but yeah here we are fighting fit in the middle of Callan in beautiful Fenelys and uh, yeah I love I love that journey because you know it there's a great phrase it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Oh yeah. And yeah. so even for you to say the beginning was 13 years ago of you creating this as a destination and a center for so many people to come together for so many different reasons so within arts and theater and food mm -hmm. you bring together an amazing amount of people and neighborhood food because we just had a lady at the door collecting her fabulous bits and pieces. <laughs> But it's absolutely incredible. Can you bring me more on the community aspect of your business? Because that means the world to you, doesn't it? I suppose definitely being embedded in in Callan uh, is really important. It's important for any kind of, of any of the arts uh, projects that we do be really deeply uh, rooted in participative uh, inclusion. Um, so even if I tell you at the beginning how we kind of decided to open our doors as a kind of a... Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so basically the Bridge Street project was a project that happened, well, it culminated, I suppose, in 2015 uh, in an on-street uh, promenade theatre uh, piece uh, that was the result of uh, actually two um, of the theatre uh, um, practitioners uh, or theatre students from KCAT, um, the Equinox Theatre there, were walking down uh, Bridge Street and it was so dark and difficult for people with different um, ambulatory needs. Mm. Um, and it was a kind of a, uh, just just not a good place to be. And they started talking about this in Equinox and they started kind of like um, uh, exploring it. Uh, they decided during our Own Re Festival that year to open uh, a little coffee shop in one of the buildings on Bridge Street. So it was just the building opposite <laughs> here. Uh, and in exchange for tea or a cake, you uh, gave a story about the street. Oh. So that was the actual foundation of the Bridge Street project. So Beautiful. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. That was another neighbour fooder coming in. <laughs> um, 
But no, look, uh, so so kind of from that foundation of gathering all of the stories, um, we uh, a number of us went together to create the Bridge Street Project, which is basically a theatre and architectural response to the whole street. Wow. Right. So I was very involved in gathering the stories, but then I was very involved in the architectural strand of it as well. Mm. So we worked with um, Asylum Theatre, Maven Donnell, and we worked with Studio Weave, um, who are this fantastic architectural company that we keep on tempting back to Callum, uh, who are based in London, but do a lot of like story-based response architecture. Um, and uh, they're great anyway. Uh, so we did, during that time, uh, we had about three months of very, very intense rehearsals and also work like um, painting the street. Edzie McHugh was our main painter, a fantastic fella. But we had a team of volunteers that I was coordinating as well. So that was like, uh, that was definitely juggling a couple of balls. Uh, but uh, the thing was uh, that we, we we were actually on the street and people could see that we were working on the street um, and we got to actually, it was the best marketing campaign ever because we got to tell people about the whole project. We closed off the street to vehicular traffic, like to do rehearsals and uh, everybody could, the whole town could feel the buzz of it, you know. Yeah. But one of the ways that like, because Fenley's was, was like the, the, was the kind of like hot spot. It was the cross section. It was where everybody met at the beginning of the day to kind of like figure out the day, you know? Um and I started realizing that like everybody, especially the theatre folk, were super grumpy. <laughs> like like super grumpy in the morning. Like, you know, these guys like they burn the candle at both ends all the time, you know? So I started just putting out pots of big strong coffee and then like a bit of fruit and a bit of yogurt and like toast and like everything and uh and it changed the entire atmosphere oh. I mean it was really really great like we had like a little donation tin or something like that you know um, and the lads just started uh, chatting about yeah. the day figuring out the day forward you know mm. like supping on the coffee nibbling on the toast just really relaxed kind of it just everything the whole yeah. mood of the day changed and we were lifted by it and that was that's like you know it's the magic of this kind of thing you know yeah. when you bring people together food. you break bread and you oh. know I mean, it's we're human, you know, that's what we that's what we do. So that was a real kind of it was an eye opener for me. It was about, again, reiterating in my mind the power of creating um, a safe place, a, a place for people to be. Um, I had done a series of film dinners where I had invited um, the um, the filmmaker and uh, to come and screen a film and we created a menu in response to the film oh, which worked it. really beautifully as well like and then after Bridge Street directly after it uh, I started w Bridge Street was amazing I'm sure you'll have other people talking about how wonderful and impactful Bridge oh. Street was uh, it, it, as a result definitely there's been more investment in the street Fantastic. Uh, Callan has been the recipient of the Pilot Town Project we have like big street um, public realm enhancement coming down the line as well like I'm very heavily involved with like the lifting of of our town centre mm -hmm. into a place where people want to be um and to want to raise their families and want to like you know spend their Powerful. old age and like you know really like it's very 
very dear to my heart um and anyway so back to uh, where we were i started doing breakfast residencies then uh so i would invite an artist from whatever uh genre like um we had musicians poets um writers uh we had singers uh visual artists um uh, theater um uh practitioners anybody who needed a little bit of uh audience engagement yes. at whatever point in their project that they were um or who wanted to do some research as well so uh we had um oh we had neve moroni was one of the best <laughs> they were all wonderful but neve i i often tell this story about neve moroni she she was working on character development for one of her plays and uh so she was in character so basically we opened we opened the door people could come in and like you know I don't know, for like two quid, have like some porridge and like a cup of coffee. And uh, and some people thought that we were just a regular little little breakfast spot, like, you know, and uh, um, but uh, so Neve would come come out from the courtyard in like a hot pink little dress and her makeup all mushed up, like, you know, and her, her lovely hair all kind of slept on with twigs in it. And um, and she'd be like, ah, oh, lads, do you know, um, do you know where the bus stop is? <laughs> And again, people wouldn't realize that this was like a, a bit like, you know, be like, are you OK? Like, do you, do you, oh like, you know, let me get you a cup of tea. But it was, it was brilliant. And then anyway, she would make it quite uh, obvious and actually kind of like nearly gamify the, the audience there and ask them uh, to kind of like, I don't know, make suggestions about where she might have been or what her night was about. Oh. Or like it was really interesting, very useful for her as well. Yes. Um, now, so I did a number of those and they were they were brilliant. They worked really, really well. Um, but um, I did realize after doing those that I was only going to get a certain demographic through the door. Ah. Uh, a little adventurous, like a little yeah. kind of like um, a little arty, a little kind of like, you know, but I wasn't going to be uh, truly inclusive, which is what I kind of, you know, mm. really wanted to, you know, that, that's, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I. I mean, it's all very well saying that, but you want people to feel that they can come through your door, you know, yes. uh, so... So not to pigeonhole with that. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose. But as well as that, like you just kind of you, you want anybody to feel that they can come in, yeah. you know. Yeah. So like uh, so I decided, look, we'll do something that is easily understood by everybody. Yeah. Uh, and if you ha- you don't have to like be looking for an experience or like, you know, be interested in vernacular architecture or like want to, you know, I don't know, delve into like. <laughs> whatever uh but uh if you've got like a couple of euro in your pocket you come in you want like a bun and a cup of tea yeah you know then you can you this can is come the in. great space for that you have a reason to be here and you yes. don't have to explain yourself to anybody yeah, lovely you know so uh that was that was but even to be mindful of that to know that that's because you couldn't have known that until you tried and put in place all of those other activities and experiences and even for them to be as brilliant as they were it led you on that path yeah absolutely no everything was it was a lead on from one thing to the other so it was a real um and it keeps on keeps on going like it keeps on uh developing um for sure i mean even since we've opened our doors like my my sister Aoife uh she's a uh, had returned recently uh at that point from Australia so and she was from a chefing background so we decided oh my god the stars are aligned so uh yes. we uh we were we worked together for a couple of years and uh, and that was a really um that was a really big learning curve uh, for us all and 
and such an insight for me into a kind of realm that I didn't know anything about. Like food is not my background. Like, you yes. know, it's not, I'm interested in growing food. I'm interested in eating food. Um, but, and I, I cook a bit, but like I, I wouldn't have had any formal education in food. Uh, so that was really a, a big learning curve for me as well to kind of get that insight from Aoife. Um, and uh, so then when the pandemic came along, uh, we um, we changed. Eva got a career change and skedaddled off, and now she's a uh, prison officer down in Cork. Fair play. And uh, and I mean, it suits her down to the ground. I think Aww. she's really happy. So that's it's brilliant. Um, and then I kind of like um started to really kind of think about what I wanted mm. from families and kind of because I suppose sometimes when you do open the door, you kind of get carried away on a wave, mm. you know, and. I had always kind of like wanted, I suppose, Fennelies to work for me, not me to work for Fennelies. You oh, know? I love uh, that. <laughs> and uh, and so I think I kind of got a little kind of, um, I don't know, about a bit lost, I suppose, like, you know, for those first couple of years. Um, it's full on. It, it was, it, it was there. There were some real challenging times for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, um, but, uh, but that would look, I mean, with every bad thing that comes, there is a good thing yes. that is there as well. And with the pandemic, the definite silver lining for me was having the time to take back uh, control and to mm. to pair things back to what I actually wanted, what was going to work for me, for my life and mm. for my loved ones. And like, you know, so so that was really positive. And uh, yeah, I mean, there was the stop go was quite difficult, you know, it, yeah. as it was difficult for everybody. Um, and a few times when we had opened up and we were to close, when we closed, I think I kind of went, right, we're going to stay closed now for four months. I don't care what the the actual what terms the, what, and regulations what the terms are. That's yeah. what we're going to do. And I think that that really helped me oh. because I wasn't like checking every time, checking my phone all yeah. the time, going, when are these going to be lifted? You know, yeah. I was like, we're closed for four months. Yeah. You know, peace of mind. And, that's, and it just it left me with the headspace and the heart space to actually do other projects mm. during that time to have, right, I've got this, I've got this slice of time that I can now, I mean, like I developed like four flipping gardens, and like, you know, <laughs> it is, it's ridiculous, you know, I mean, the, uh, your other yeah, passions. Yeah. So now, yeah, now I've kind of got a lot of, uh, I mean, I really, uh, very, very into, into growing and into, um, soil and, you know, into regenerative agriculture and oh. like that kind of thing. And uh, Rod and Julie from, you know, High, High Bank, Bank are like just fonts of brilliant oh. information. I have a, a, a half a polytunnel there that yes. I grow nice things. And, uh, you know, and I, I spent a lot of time like at my mum's gardening as well. And uh, it was really good. Like it was really good to like stay, uh, connect with the soil mm. during this time of upheaval when we were all worried mm. about but everybody you know yeah. um and to connect back with nature and i mean i think that that is the big thing that we have to learn like from it i you know everybody was like oh you know we learned such big lessons uh in the pandemic i just hope that we keep hold of them yeah you know because yeah. uh they're real lessons you yeah. know it's not it's not wasn't playing that wasn't playing you know no. that was real deal stuff you know yeah and we, uh, owe, we owe it to ourselves and even even if we were to say just take this moment if they could press pause now mm, and if mm. they could write down what were the lessons from COVID, what do they want to achieve going yeah. forward? Because when we get out of our head and put it on paper, we can see real life in front of us. Yeah. So this better be paused, people. You need to go do your homework. <laughs> and when you've done your homework, you can press play again because there's obviously so much more. <laughs> <laughs> because, you, better, because, you better do what Tracy says. <laughs> <laughs> because it's 
that reminder and I love that you brought that up it, it's not to forget because we forget we allow ourselves we give ourselves the excuses yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's how it's how we survive as well like you know but we are cleverer than our uh, yeah. lizard brains so we can <laughs> we can stop and think and uh, and learn you know so yeah. um yeah and so going going forward now where we are today because um you are like your business has it has, how would you call it? It has lots of strands that marry beautifully. Mm, mm, and mm. so Fenley's where we sit today and where I've eaten and felt unbelievably nourished by your food mm. because I tasted and felt the goodness in every mouthful. Mm. And that, that was an experience that I don't get. Like mm. that experience, you remember I was here that day. I wouldn't let you go. I wouldn't leave the premises <laughs> because it, it kind of... I had to call the guards. <laughs> But it knocked me off my socks because it was more than flavor. It was it was a deep rooted feeling of knowing that this is so much bigger than the sum of its parts. And it's to do with you, mm. what you bring, what you strive to achieve and that what you achieve and what your t- your team bring to life. Mm. So mm. food is only one part. Yeah. yeah. So park the food for a moment and we'll come back to that. T- tell me what else you're up to. Um, well, I suppose, uh, like I was saying there earlier, my big passion is to actually nearly to reverse the last kind of 30 years of propaganda nearly that has been taking place in Ireland that has turned us away from our small town centres. You know, it's like you kind of I don't look, I don't want a conspiracy theory it up, but you got to follow the money on this. Like and it's just it's a travesty you know if you look anywhere on mainland europe you see these spaces being absolutely celebrated Mm. you know and uh, are you going to let an estate agent tell you that this building that has seen generations of families raised in it is unsuitable for children Mm. you know i mean i just think we just need we need families and people back in our town centers Mm. we need to value what we have because it's unique to us mm. on this island, you know. Every every country has unique things, and we have just gone into the habit of just chucking it all away, you know. And it's just so like Fenley's is built. It's only like Frankenstein's monster. It's built out <laughs> of the parts that have been discarded from other buildings, wow. you know. The 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 doors in the yes. hearse house are from the assembly hall in St Bridget's. Oh, and they're so you know? beautiful. They're so beautiful because Sister Mary Thrace chose them, and she was always the best for the girls. Oh. You know, they're solid teak and brass fittings. You know, I mean, it's and they're being thrown away. You know, so I just think we've got to kind of like recognize what we have here. Uh, and that goes for food, it goes for architecture, it goes for community. Um, it really goes for all the strands of life. Um, it goes for our biodiversity it goes for our nature um and and how we take care of ourselves and our world you know and that's about how we nourish ourselves it's how we educate ourselves you know all mm. of those things now listen i'm not and i've said it before i'm not a puritan and i i appreciate anybody's approach and everybody's approach is different to these yeah. things and if we want to bring everybody along on this journey where we are actually trying to be just a little bit more considered about how we live mm. then we're gonna to have to accept all sorts of approaches you know i love that um, it's so important so though tracy important. because there's so many people that like kind of take a an aspect of it and become mm. really militant on it and you're like mm. It's completely exclusionary. Um, I mean, what do you, you know, you're great, you know, but like no mm. one's going to 
can play with you, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, and you just want to kind of... Exclusion then, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's okay, you don't agree Whereas with it. Whereas inclusion... But, yeah. No, it does. It needs to be us all. It yeah. does. And like, I was thinking about the rural electrification scheme just recently as well, like, you know, and that kind of like mass social movement that yeah. happened in Ireland to light up Ireland. Mm. I mean, that is what, what we need. <laughs> We need a, a movement like that, you know, yeah. but uh, but we all do need that we to... all buy into. And mm. it is it's small steps. Like my favorite phrase is how do you need an elephant? It's small bites. <laughs> and, and, and but it's positive stacking. Yeah. Isn't okay, it? Yeah, it's small yeah. steps, yeah. small yeah, yeah. bites, because if we get overwhelmed, we'll run backwards at 150 miles an hour and we will take yeah. more steps backwards than we will forward. So it is it's baby steps. And if we can do that, there's progression. Yep. Simple, beautiful, positive progression. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a great reminder. Yeah. And so I suppose going back to your question, what am I kind of doing at the moment? Like, um. Well, look, we're hoping I've I've got a couple of things, <laughs> I've got a couple of uh, projects, uh, kind of on the, on the burner at the moment. Um, I'm very interested in traditional skills. I'm very interested in people reconnecting with what their hands can make. Um, and uh, we're going to be doing. Uh, have you ever heard of a creepy stool? No. You know those stools that you'd see in anybody's house. They'd be they'd be kind of shoved in underneath the kitchen table. They got a little S in the seat of them so that you can lift them. Oh. And they've got like a little kind of split, two kind of like planks uh, that are the legs, but it's split a little V kind of cut out. Yes. Of them. Yeah. So that in Orkney, they're called creepy stools. Oh. Um, dear listeners, if you know what they're called in Ireland, I'd really like to know. <laughs> so, um, but but they're lovely little things. You'd always have one shunted on. So you'd be able to bring it out and like reach the top of the press. Or if you had an oh, unexpected great. visitor, you'd be able to pop it out. So we're going to make in the courtyard here. We're going to make a whole load of uh, creepy stools for all the people on Bridge Street <gasps> to come uh, to free oh. workshops. Um, oh, my and God. Then whenever we have have a street feast or a community party, everybody can bring out their creepy stools and like. Oh, I can't cope. Sit together. I know it's, it's a beautiful project. Like, uh, so I just got a uh, word. We got funding from. Oh, that, my from God. The, yeah. From the Begin Together Fund. So. Uh, that's really going to be lovely. So we'll be doing that in May. Of, uh, that's very beautiful. Year. It's gorgeous. That's so very beautiful. We'll be working with uh, Alan Smith, who's a really lovely local carpenter, and Paul Boxlag, who's a fabulous artist. So these are Paul's oh. uh, pieces here in the Snug in Fennelys. Yeah, um, it's such a beautiful space and it's such beautiful artwork and colours. Yeah. So I've worked with Paul on those and Alan. So I'm excited. It's I'm like, really excited. Is it, about is that. it a tree trunk? Is it the rings of a tree? Uh, you'd have to ask Paul that. Paul, get in touch, <laughs> sweetie. I think it's very beautiful. Yeah, the layers no, on layers gorgeous. on layers. It's gorgeous. So I love working with Paul. So that's only one of oh the projects. Oh my God, I love that. I've been chatting to um, Harrison Gardner as well of uh, Common Knowledge and uh, and Aaron Mittler. And the two of them are, I'm, 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 I'm luring them, <laughs> luring them to Callan. Uh, so we hope to do something exciting. Oh. Very exciting. Uh Stay tuned <laughs> during the summer. So, oh, I love uh, it. And there's another couple of like other kind of things that are uh, marinating at mm. the moment. So we'll see how that Delicious. all comes out. And I mean, all alongside all of these projects, there's yeah. food. Yes. You know, always. You know, so yes. that's uh, quite a powerful piece. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Hey, Dwayne, thanks a million. Oh, that's all right. enough. So it's safe to say that the, the forward planning and the forecasting of your business is quite important, as in you're always looking ahead at how to bring people, situations and events together for really beautiful reasons. So it's it's everything aligns with who you are, your 
I love these words, right? Because they mean something to me. Your purpose, your mission and your values. Mm -hmm. When you can do that for yourself, you wake up differently on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And I, I can feel that from you and from this space mm -hmm. that that's how you live your life. It's yeah. quite powerful, isn't it? When yeah. you sit into who you are mm -hmm. and what you mm -hmm. stand for. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's very beautiful. It's, you know, listen, I think as you, there's such a, I would like to tell my younger self <laughs> some stuff, you know, like, you know, yeah. of, of like, I mean, being a kind of a people pleaser kind of thing. And it's just like, look, it's fine. You know, you're grand, <laughs> you know, and I am very, I know who I am now, you know, and I mean, yeah. look, not everybody's going to love you, you know, that's all right. <laughs> Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's grand. That's grand, you know. And you just got to do your thing and do what makes you happy. Mm. Uh, gives you a purpose. Gives you, you know... Um, a give, bigger yeah. reason. Gives you, gives you strength and gives you, yeah, yeah, a good feeling in the morning. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I mean... I, I love Fenley's, like, mm. you know, I mean, this is not something that... You wear it like, on your face. But like you said, like, earlier <laughs> about, uh, like, if I had known, I suppose, when I started messing around with families like you know <laughs> that it would lead to like all of this mm. i don't know how i would have felt about that you know yes. but the journey is you know it's the journey isn't it the, but i think that's really important because this has come up quite a bit lately as in not having fully identified what it is that you have an offer however starting small puts you in a position where you can grow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I think that's a very big piece because the pressure on people, not only, so to start a food business of any description, and if we use the food business side of your business, to start a food business can cost so freaking much it's not even funny mm. that we get lost with recommendations mm. and advice from other people who aren't us. Mm -hmm. We haven't fully discovered who we are, what we stand for. Yeah. So we don't really know the full direction. We yeah. might not know the full end result or end goal of what we want. So I I do love that self-love piece of start it and it will grow but mind yourself along the way definitely that's quite a beautiful yeah. thing oh yeah and maintain good good boundaries oh yeah. huge yeah. word yeah very hard for people yeah yeah when especially when you want to say yes you know yes. uh but it's so important it's so it's absolutely vital um to say no yeah yeah, yeah. for the right reasons yeah exactly you know you just yeah. you got to do it i mean like there's definitely uh, people who would like me to open for longer, you yes. know, uh, but, you know, yes. I need to have that. I need to have that balance because I am working on all of these other things as well. And mm. if I'm going to be happy when I'm here and happy to see people coming in the door and like, um, then I that's what I need. You know, and that was definitely something that was really kind of like uh, sorted over the over the lockdown, you know. Like, well, congratulations yeah. on that, because that's huge. Yeah, 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 it is. It's a mm. big, it's a big bloody deal, mm. you know, and uh, I can't, I was going to say something else now and I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, right. But it's, a, but it's a big, it's a big issue out there because we're led to believe. So I have this thing when I went down the road of understanding fully that inherited beliefs aren't my beliefs. Yes. And so we've got societal inherited beliefs yeah. and a phrase I fucking hate is work hard. Yeah, but it's yeah. said with that tone. Whereas working hard with a smile means yeah. something completely 
completely different. Oh my God, absolutely, yeah. It changes everything. So understanding fully what it is you want to achieve while also minding yourself, yeah. while also making a living, yeah. while also putting in place systems because they, they run a business, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. bringing together the right people, you can achieve something really worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely think it is about your approach yeah you know and it is about okay that's what i was going to say you know when i said about i wanted um fenley's to work for me not for me me to work for fenley's yes uh that kind of was so important to me i was kind of like look you know people are gonna come in i've got coffee you know i mean at the end that's what i've got like grand uh i'll i'll make i'll make something you know and if they want it great if they don't want it that's fine you know and so and when we're when we're out of it, we're out of it. Oh, you know, and I just think I'm just I'm not going to try to please everybody all the time. Oh. I'm not going to try to like have thousands of things on the menu, thousands of like options for people, you know. There's your cash um, flow dead. Yeah. Cash oh, flow well, gone yeah, and yeah. ingredients <laughs> on a shelf. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the limited yeah. menu, people respect and appreciate more. Yeah. yeah like yeah. the psychology around that offering. That yeah. we don't fully understand and appreciate. The less is better because we have time yeah. to make it so, so wonderful. Good. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so good. We basically have one thing on the menu, Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a savoury tart and all of our salads. Yes. <laughs> That's it, you know. And yeah. like it works really well. You you have a couple of options and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you, you'll, you'll love it. <laughs> 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 so as much as you do listen to people you're you're in a position now and that's confidence building isn't it within business like it's a huge piece to say i'm able to say no and that i'm not going to be influenced by external people telling me how to run my business i'm going to take a step back i'm going to assess what it is i need and what i need my business to achieve yeah and i'm going to put that in place i'm going to yeah. bring that forward yeah, yeah. and i'm going to be unapologetic because I can stand very confidently around the quality of my offering. Holy yeah. frickin' moly. Yeah. And yeah. you're somebody who can stand behind the quality mm-hmm. of your offering. You spoke about earlier, you know, from soil up. Mm-hmm. Your ingredients, mm-hmm. you know the soil that they have all come from. Yeah. And you absolutely reflect the seasons in yeah. your menu offering. Yeah. And you're unapologetic about that. You're so proud of that and the suppliers that you work yeah. with. Whether it's you or other people, but you, you're brilliant at bringing people together to bring a delicious offering to the table. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Rishi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sound. But you taste it and you see it and you feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I mean, look, it's, it's nearly, like you said, the systems run the place, right? I get a gorgeous big crate of veggies in every week and I look at it and I go, right, what am I going to do to you? Yeah. you know yeah that's it like we have very very appley waldorf salad because yes. i don't know if you notice there are apples everywhere in ireland <laughs> at the moment yes you know? yes and like so there we are that's sort of like a, a like about a month ago you, you could not like shake a stick without hitting a courgette yeah you know? like so that that's what's reflected celebrating know? hero ingredients yeah and nice. and unapologetically yeah yeah. is the future it, it's now we need it now you do it now and yeah. for other people yeah. listening in don't be afraid of it yeah yeah because like i only had one person coming in and going oh jesus i can't look at another courgette and i was like you know brilliant <laughs> you're eating seasonally <laughs> so you don't have to come to me to eat seasonally you yes know? oh so. what a lovely way to look at it <laughs> but that's a really yeah. kind way to look at it yeah. 
Yeah, not to be insulted, what? not not to be put out yeah. by someone else. No, she was, she, was, she was the only one, and everybody else. Yeah. Said, you know, so it needs to be everybody saying, "I can't, t- I can't take another courgette." <laughs> <laughs> you know? But if we take that even that little bit further, because eating with the seasons is bigger than the sum of its parts. Not only is it better for a, from a business perspective, because. They say that ingredients in season are cheaper mm-hmm. because there's a glut, glut so yeah. so they're more cost effective. Mm-hmm. But also if we look at gut health, so the change of skins and textures within fruit and vegetables are absolutely crucial for us to live better. So our gut and our diet that reflects the seasons has such a dramatic impact on our brain. You said it earlier, the breakfast you had offered, mm-hmm. when people came in the door, you saw a dramatic oh, yeah, difference yeah. Yeah. in who they are and how they represented themselves. Yeah. So that level of nourishment, it goes so much deeper, doesn't it? Yeah, people are happy when they are fed. <laughs> fed, fed well. Yeah, yeah. fed very well. Yeah, you're not going to get chuckles out of somebody who's just had like something awful, you know, some yes. yellow food. But like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's so it's it's such a simple truth, really, isn't it? Yeah. Listen, though, I do want to again yes. kind of just say that I'm not a total Puritan, yeah. you know, and I do have a seasonal led menu. But if there is something that I fancy, I'll just get it as well. Do you know what I don't like, though? I, oh, don't I like, like that. I don't, you know, because Christ, we're only human, you know, yeah. and it's good, like, you know, yes. I'm not going to be the poster child for, like, you know, <laughs> seasonal eating. You know, I mean, I'm, not, I'm just not going to do it, yeah. like, you know, but I think as well, we do have to have a balanced approach to this kind of thing, you know. Mm. But what I actually don't like, though, is what I was going to say, is I don't like things coming from abroad that we can grow here mm. you know i don't like that like you know it's just it's just it just it's undercutting the market mm. you can see you can see the sneakiness yeah. <laughs> in the in the whole thing you know and it's uh, yeah. it's not good for us and it's not good for um the planet and it's not good for our farmers yes. um because our farmers are our food providers mm. you know and uh, they're, they're our backbone they are absolutely yeah. our backbone we need to support them 100% mm. they've been squashed between a rock <laughs> and a hard place by various different advisors, you know, for mm. for a couple of decades now, and like being told, to, being told, being told, being prescribed as the wise move, yeah. as the as the right thing to do uh, to yeah. future proof your farm, and like anyway, look, yeah, I, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I just want to, I want it on the record that I support our farmers, and I I think they're deadly, and yeah, you know, and we need to do whatever the hell we can to help them yeah. because they feed us, yeah, you know, ultimately, yeah, you know, yeah, um, so. Oh, well, I think that's a great reminder as well, even for me, as in a seasonal based menu is terrific. But let's be fucking honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Love Absolutely. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, look, the, this podcast is for business owners. And it's always it's very important for me to link with business people who are doing great things, but also to think about the hurdles and the nuggets. So is there anything is what's your your takeaway nugget piece of advice that you would give somebody in business today? Yeah. With everything that's going on in the country, so we've got inflation, hikes, yeah. electricity. Yeah. What? What? What's your message? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I suppose I can only think about what what I kind of have done. I have concentrated on what I can control. Mm. I've concentrated on how I can kind of, um, pare back things where I can, uh, future proof things where I can. You know, I mean, we're all living in this world. Fossil fuels are like, you know, we have to start thinking about renewable energies. We have to start. And that that's that just makes sense. Yeah. You know, it just makes sense. It's not a 
it's not a hippy dippy dream anymore it is what makes sense so yes. so get involved in your communities as well like you know see there's like in Callan we have an energy um group who are trying we're trying to make Callan uh, an autonomous uh, town for its own energy you know i mean there's there's Whoa. so many if you look around you you will see so many exciting interesting weird and wonderful things happening as a um response to yeah. this weird place we find ourselves in and this moment of reflection that we have just had mm. you know and people are going outside of their comfort zones and they are stretching their muscles and trying to kind of figure stuff out beyond the um capitalist kind of drive yes. you know so we do need to we we aren't money making machines we aren't we, you know we're clever we're ingenious you know and we can figure our way out of this mm. you know we're not the entire world we're a small part of the world but if we can self-sustain yes which is one of the first autonomous jobs a child does you know mm. if we can as a people self-sustain then we will have much more say in our direction and when you have more say in your direction and know your own power you're happier and more content you know so i just think yeah. that as a people we could be more content and we just need to look around us see what assets we have around us and try to harness them and cultivate them and nurture mm. them, you know. I love that because I think I think for a lot of people it's very difficult for them to see outside of their own situation because generally if they're on an island they've burnt the bridges and they've burnt the boats out of fear, exhaustion, panic. Yeah. And even for you to, to say that, it's a great reminder that they're not on their own. No. We're not on our own. No. And that if they do start to open up to it, because yeah. what we focus on grows. So if they start to open up to see what's happening around them yeah. and to link in with other yeah, businesses. Yeah. And that's the whole point of this. It's to open up the doors. It's to open up conversation and communication. Mm -hmm. It's to allow business owners who are in a position of, of being scared and feeling scared that they're not on their own. No, no. Yeah. There's like, there's, there's really good groups for chamber of commerce. There's really good town teams. Uh, there's like, what, what are your interests beyond yeah. the, the business? You yeah. know, what, what makes you a whole person and not yeah. just a worker bee, you know? Yeah. And like, just try to kind of like, and you will find very supportive, you know, network. You, you may find a new direction. You may find a support for you, you know, um, you may find a new partnership. You never know, like, yes. you know, so yes. just to open it up a bit, you know. Yeah. I think it's really good. So getting out of your comfort zone is one of the hardest things for people to do. However, when you do, you open doors as a result. And you get to meet people who come from a different background to you. Yeah. And who look at things differently. And that could make all the difference. Yes. You know, 100%. Yeah. Love yeah. that. That's a great nugget to end on. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me for us to find you. So you're in Callan, you're online. Um, yeah. Tell me your opening hours information to make it easier for us all to come and see you and enjoy your fabulous offerings. So our opening hours are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday, uh, 11 till 3. And uh, we can just I have my stuff. So where can we find you? So, uh, yeah, Fennelies of Callan, like yep. right up. <laughs> uh, notions. But uh, yeah, Fennelies of Callan, um, and we're on Upper Bridge Street yeah. in the uh, heart of Callan Town, um, just 15 minutes from Kilkenny. And uh, we open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday for lunch, pretty much, light breakfast, uh, 11 until 3. Love it. Um, yeah, and we are actually 
we are actually going to get a wine license and maybe do a f- well it'll probably just augment any kind of events we have but yes. we're toying with the idea oh, of maybe opening terrific. a couple of nights Ooh. just for the crack yeah we'll see we'll see <laughs> well thank you so much for taking the time as always you know i adore your company oh. so this for me has been an absolute pleasure we'll break out the raspberry yeah. vodka now <laughs> <laughs> tell nobody it's all mine <laughs> <laughs>